0: yesterday we discussed one of the great miracles in life an open miracle if you didn't see it if you didn't see it and feel it in real life you would say it's impossible that while everybody when they do anything in life that is meaningful to them and important to them their goal is always to do the best nobody wants to be an average person in anything that they do not in anything valuable or anything meaningful but yet when it comes to spirituality when it comes to the neshama of the person there we find people actually striving for mediocre again I want to make sure you understand, I'm not talking about people who don't know the value of spirituality. Those people obviously don't know at all why they should do the right things. But I'm talking about people who do know the value. They do know the value of tefillah, and they do know the value of Torah, and they, knew, they do know the value of Shabbat, and they do know the value of mitzvah. They do know. And the the proof is they do it. They know the value. But for some reason, this automatic feeling that a human has for everything in life, when it comes to spirituality, is not automatic. People feel that mediocre is is enough. They don't don't need to be more than average. It's an open miracle. It's an open miracle that we see in the way humans behave. I want to make sure that we have clarity on this subject. The Gemara says in Masechet Matkot. Very, very shocking Gemara. People who are listening to this are going to be like, what? Well, let me first tell you what it means before you get excited. The words of the Gemara say that you only, mezarez, you only push those who are already pushing. The word mezuraz means someone who's already working. You only push those who are already working. What, What does this Gemara mean? Let me give you a hypothetical case. I maybe had mentioned this once before. It's a hypothetical case, so don't get excited. Hypothetical means it's not going to happen. The circumstance I'm going to give you are made up and are predetermined, and therefore I can ask the question. But in reality, this cannot happen. I'll explain to you why. You have a situation where you have in front of you two people that you need to help, and you can help. Again, everything I'm telling you is fixed, hundred percent. That's what's gonna be. So you can help both. Number one guy, on a spiritual level, he's a zero. Zero. You don't know too many zeros, guys. A zero. If you put in your kolach into him. The most you're going to get to him is to become a five. On a scale of zero to ten, he'll become a five. Again, we can never know what people can become. That's why it's hypothetical. So I'm giving you, imagine, we know for a fact that the only thing he can become with all your work is he will only reach to be a five, which is obviously much more beautiful than a zero. You have another fellow, he's a 5 already, with the work that you put into him, you can make him a 10. Nice? Again, these are the givens. Hypothetical, I say, because you never know when you help somebody where they will end up and how far they will go. That's why it's not not a real question. But imagine that was the reality. Question is, who would we tell this person to help? Would we tell him to help the zero become a five? Or would you help him take a five to a ten? I think most people would say that logically speaking, turn the zero into a five. And the logic is that the other person is at least a five. So if you leave him and don't bother him and don't help him, excuse me, at least he'll be decent. He'll be average. If you leave the other guy, he's going to be a zero. So therefore, if you only have one to help, help the guy who's a zero become a five. That's what most people would say and probably even think is obvious and logical. But the Gemara says, not like that. The Gemara says that if you have a choice of zero to five, or five to ten, again, it's not a real choice. That's why I keep saying, don't misuse this. And don't misunderstand it. Because it's not relevant in reality. But philosophically, we're talking now. Just philosophy for a minute. And we'll get to why it matters, this philosophy. I don't like talking philosophy, That doesn't matter. But this matters philosophically, the Gemara says if you have the choice, you go to the five and make him a 10 instead of a zero to a five, which is for some people or most people shocking. Not only shocking, maybe even upsetting. You're letting the guy be a zero. The guy's suffering. The guy has nothing going on in his life spiritually. You're going to let him stay a zero just to make the other guy a 10? Where's the logic to that? How could that be? But that's what the Gemara means. The Gemara says, You have a guy who's already on it. He's already working. He's a five already. And you have a guy who's a zero. He's not doing anything. If you have that choice, you make the five into a ten. So, how could that be? Answer is. You have to remember why the world was created. You know, everything looks obvious until you see it from a different angle and different perspective. Why was the world created? The world was created for people to become a copy of the Creator. Hashem created us with all the abilities of becoming like Hashem. That's why Torah calls us an image of Hashem. And we are given all the tools, all the different makeup that Hashem has when we speak about Hashem's Midot, for example. His characteristics. Those also are our characteristics. Hashem, when He made us, He made us an image of Himself. And he gave us the opportunity of life to become like him. To become complete. In Hebrew it's called Shlemut. When we say say Shalom and we ask for Shalom we're not just asking for peace like people not fighting. The word Shalom is from the word Shalem. Shalem is complete. The biggest And most important area in life to become shalom is with yourself. To become a complete person. The purpose of creation is that humans will come into this world and become complete. shlemut. When they become complete, they become like Hashem. That's why it says in the Gemara, on the pasuk Ze'eli ve'anvehu by the Yamsuf when Am Yisrael had that awesome experience of walking through the sea it says over there they all had a level of prophecy what did they see? Eli. they said this is my God when you say the word Ze' in Hebrew it means you're pointing at something so they said, Zeh, they're pointing. Whatever they saw in this prophecy, Zeh Eli, this is my God. Ve anvehu, I need to make him beautiful. The Gemara says, What does that mean? You're going to make him beautiful? Says the Gemara, Anvehu, Ani vehu, that word, anvehu. Can be read ani, me, vehu, and him. What does that mean? Ani vehu. Gemara says, just like he is compassionate, you be compassionate. Just like he is kind, you be kind. Just like he has wisdom, you have to have wisdom. Everything that you see in Hashem, you need to be like him. Ani vehu. There should be a match between you and him. That means, listen to what happened, when Am Yisrael saw the Creator in whatever vision they saw, their first reaction was, oh wow, I got to be like him. Why would that be the first reaction when you see the Creator of the world? If you asked me, I would have thought it the opposite. If I would see the Creator of the world, something so elevated, something so far, you would, see, you would be in awe. And you'd feel like an ant compared to an elephant. An, el- an ant would look at an elephant and say, wow, I got to be like him. You're so far away from him, you have no relevance Then. So what do you mean when they saw God, they said, oh wow, we got to be like him. Why they think that? The answer is that in a prophetic vision that's spoken about by Yahweh's it's, it's obviously much deeper than whatever I'm going to say. But it says he saw the chariot of Hashem, whatever that means in the spiritual world. And then it says when he saw who was riding on it, he saw an image of an Adam, an image of a human. Who is that, who's that image? That God appeared... In the prophecy, as an image of a human being, it means when they saw Ze they saw that God's image, Kav was an image of a human being, and from that they understood Ze If that's the way Hashem wants me to see Him, again, Hashem has no body; He has no physical attributes. But if that's the way Hashem showed you Himself in a prophecy, if He showed you Himself as an Adam, as a human, He's trying to tell you something. He's trying to tell you that you and Him need to be the same. So when they saw the image of Hashem as they're crossing the Yam Suf, they said, Ze Eli. Wow, this is my God. Ve'anvehu. I got to be like him. The purpose of the creation is not for people to go from zero to five. The purpose of creation is that people should become tens or as close to ten as possible. That we should become complete in our attributes, in our character. We should be complete in our behavior, not to be mediocre. That is the purpose of the creation. When Adam Arishon was created, he was a holy person. He was a person of Kiddushah. He was pure. Hazal told us he didn't didn't even have the Yetzera that we have. So what was the purpose of Adam then? If Hashem created the way we look at life, unfortunately, is that we think, what does it mean to be good? It means you have a person who was sitting in the gutter, spiritually, a person who was doing all the wrong things, involved in the wrong things, eating the wrong things, watching the wrong things, saying the wrong things, acting the wrong way. And then he became somebody he became someone of value. That's how we look at growth in life. The way we look at growth in the people around us and even in ourselves. We were doing A, B, C, D minus. And thank God we're not in the minus. We ignored Hashem for 30 years. Our creator who made us, we ignored him. That's a very bad thing. You ignore, Imagine someone ignores their father. Someone ignores their mother. And they keep giving them, and they keep giving them, and they keep giving. You ignore your mother? What kind of person are you? That is not a nice thing. A person, he ignored the creator of the world for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. That's a very ugly thing. And then, ah, he realized. Now he's paying attention to the relationship a little bit. So in our world, wow, that's accomplishment accomplishment in the way we look at things is to take someone who's in the gutter spiritually and to raise them to become a ben adam to become someone of quality so on that level on that understanding what was the purpose of creating adam arishon he wasn't created in the gutter adam arishon was created pure in a pure world so why did hashem create him for? What could he accomplish? Answer is, a human wasn't born to go to the gutter and come out of it. Adam was created so he could take where he is. He was a five to become a ten. It wasn't for him to go down to become greater. Of course, if a person is down and becomes greater, that's a beautiful thing. And of course, that's what Hashem is looking for. But that's not the real goal of life. The real goal is that people who never went to the gutter, people who never got dirty in their soul, are continuously uplifting themselves to become more complete and to reach shlemut. That's the purpose of the creation. So yes, is this change from zero to five maybe more drastic? Or maybe more, uh, um, we'll call it, in our minds, is it more beautiful? Maybe. But when you look in the context of the purpose of creation, the five is not the purpose of creation. The purpose of creation is to make tens. And therefore, when you look at it from that perspective, clearly, taking a five to a ten, that's the purpose. That's why God made the world. So therefore, if that would be the choice, which again is never a choice, but if that would be a choice, you would choose five to ten. Because in the ten, you're actually reaching the, pur- the purpose of creation. That's what the Gemara means. And mezarezin elah de That the world was created for people to become great. For people to become top. For people to reach the highest levels in this world of spirituality. It says in the Midrash... Elohim et Abraham. It says in the Midrash on the Pasuk that Hashem he tested Abraham. The word Nisa actually more literally doesn't mean to test. It means to raise. Like it says, Hashem should raise his face. Nisa. Hashem raised Abraham. What did he tell him? I want you to sacrifice your son. Wow, that's a very big, very big test, says the Midrash. Listen to this Midrash. There was a man who is an expert in the flax production. He took flax and he makes it into linen. Says the Midrash, when you have this Pishtani, I don't know what you call him, a flaxman. I don't know what, he, what he, what's the right name. He says, says the Midrash, when he sees that his flax that came is not such good quality, he doesn't beat it too much. You see, when you beat the flax, the flax comes with all things that are not going to add to the quality of the linen. So you got to beat it to get rid of all the extras whether it's extra fiber or extra things that are mixed with it, you keep beating it. The more you beat it, the more it becomes pure, right? And you get the best of the best of the linen. So now the question is, when this Pishtani, when this fellow is going to get his first production, is he going to beat it? How much is he going to beat it? So says the Midrash, it depends. When he sees the flax coming in of low quality, he only beats it a little bit. But when he sees good quality flax, he beats it very hard. What? What? How come? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. You have good quality flax, you go and you beat it and beat it and beat it. If you have low quality flax, you only beat it a little bit. Why? It should be the opposite. Answer is two reasons. There's two reasons why. Reason number one: flax that's not quality is unable to take a beating. Just won't, won't last. You beat it too many times, you'll destroy it altogether. So number one, you you can't do it. And number two, it's not worth his time because even after he beats it and beats it and beats it, at the end he's getting low quality. So where does he spend this time? On something that could really become something. On flax that's quality, he goes and you'll see him there working. Me and you would have said, no, take the low quality, work on that, make it better. The Pishtani says if you go see how he works, he takes the low quality and puts him on the side and he puts all of his energy and sweat into the high quality. Because there he could take a beating. And there he can get something really top-notch. This is a Midrash I'm reading you. The Midrash is explaining why from all of humanity, Hashem would choose Abraham, his most beloved servant, and tell him, go, Abraham, and kill your son. Hashem doesn't tell that to Nimrod. Hashem doesn't tell that to Terah. Hashem doesn't say that to any person alive. And we would say, "Boreh what are you doing? You have this special man who is doing everything right. He's so beautiful. You have this other fellow who's not doing much at all. And when you come to give this difficult, maybe even terrible command to go kill your own son, you give it to this guy. Abraham, how do you make sense? Says the Midrash, because Abraham was holding on a very high level. That's why he got the extra nisayon, because Abraham Avinu could reach even higher in his shlemut, which he did by the akedah when he was about to slaughter his son. Hashem stopped him and told him, "Adayadati. Now I know, meaning now you became the Abraham Avinu, the image in Shamaim of Abraham. Abraham, Abraham, match. Which means even Abraham, after a hundred years and more of work and growth and kindness and learning and teaching and doing, still there was more. Hashem saw the most beautiful flax in Abraham. Almost perfect. And then he saw a lot of low quality flax. He took his stick and he beat the good flax. So that it can become even more perfect. What's the Midrash telling you? They're just telling you stories about a guy with a flax. What's the purpose of this Midrash? The purpose is to address what we spoke about yesterday. That Hashem's view of people is not the way we view things. We view success when a person is out of the gutter. That's success. And it is success, of course. God forbid when you take someone from where he is and make him beautiful. Of course that's success. But in the eyes of the Creator, there is something more than that. It is the person shlemut, The person being complete. To be like the creator. That is the purpose of life. And that's why when he sees Abraham. Abraham at 137 years old is something we can't imagine what that looks like. And Hashem is continuing to beat him. He's continuing to cleanse him. He's continuing to raise him. That is the purpose of the creation of mankind. To make people shalem. That's why it's important to change our mindset. The Gemara I gave you, I told you, was a philosophy. It's philosophical. Are you going to help the five guy or the zero guy? It's only philosophical, but it means a lot in the way we look at things. The way we look at ourselves and we look at others. You know, everybody here, I'll give you an example of how everybody here would connect to one thing more than another. If I right now gave you a, a school of Kiruv, If I told you, you know what, there's a school that's taking people from uh, public school that have no connection to Judaism. And it's giving them some Judaism values. It's going to show them how to read Hebrew and uh, give them how to do uh, tefillah and make sure they know what basics of Judaism is. I think if we saw that kind of place, we would be very excited. And if we could, we want to help because we see the value. So many people would give money to such an institution that's taking people who have nothing and giving them something. Or it could be not necessarily in public school. It could be people that are troubled with different things. And I gave you an organization that takes people who are troubled and makes them somewhat human. Unbelievable. People are rushing to give money to that. What if I told you I'm opening an organization that's going to take fives, people that you see all the time, they're doing beautiful things in their life, but they're only fives. We're going to make them tens. Are you rushing to give money to that? I don't know. What what, what are you that for? Imagine you had the two options, A and B. Most people, their heart would rush to A. Right? When you take something from the gutter, and you put it above ground, so you're doing amazing. Which, again, and you are doing amazing, by the way. God forbid, I don't mean to belittle that. You are doing amazing. My goal isn't to lower that. The goal is to tell you, but when you go from five to ten, you open an organization that's going to make tens, you're going to create these awesome images of God, that's even greater than that. Not to belittle the first one. The first one is super important. What was Abraham doing his whole life? His whole life he was bringing people closer, people who were so far. I don't mean Kiruv isn't great. Of course it's great. But I'm telling you this is greater. Taking someone who's just average and making them super is greater. You have to rush to figure out how to make more people great. Not just to rush to make people average. we should rush to both. But don't look at it like this one is not important. That's the purpose of creation. That's what this Midrash is telling you. The Midrash is telling you that God himself, when he looks at the world, that's his view. His view is that when he sees Abraham, he's worried about him. If you had an Abraham, would you worry about him? You'd worry about the rest of your kids. Worry about this guy. Worry about that guy. But who is Hashem worried about? Abraham Avinu. What what do you mean? Abraham is the highest human on the planet. What are you worried about him? Well, you have a son that's a tzaddik. You have a son that's beautiful. A son that's doing all the right things. And you have children that are not so great. Could you imagine the father? You see him worry. What are you worried about? He said, I'm worried about my son. Oh, which one? What? You worry a him? He's your best son. He's the top. He's the tzaddik of your family. Would you worry about him? You'd say this guy is Majdun. He's lo- He lost his mind. He's worried about the best son that he has. Everyone sees him when he walks around, top of the line. And you're worried about him? That is how Hashem behaved. Imagine. Hashem is worried about who? Abraham. Why is he worried about Abraham? Because Abraham... Is still at 9.8 and he needs to be a 10 how do I get him to be a 10 could you imagine that play it out in real life we think the guy lost his mind but the Midrash is telling you stop using start losing your mind that's how Hashem thinks Hashem of course is worried about the zeros too Hashem is capable of worrying about everybody no God forbid not of course Hashem is, yes, he's now, he didn't lose the zero guy. God forbid. Don't ever, I told you this class, you can misunderstand it. To think that I think the zero guys are not important, we shouldn't help them. God forbid. That is not the goal of what we're saying. The creator of the world himself is a model for us of how to take care of others. Again, we may have our own understanding of things, but that's why we come to learn. So we understand how the creator himself behaves. Does the creator care about a zero? Of course he does. But he's limited with the zero. How much could he get out of him? Too much could break him. When you're dealing with a zero, you send him a, a challenge that's a little too much. The guy's broken. He, he can't take it. Can't handle it. So He has to deal with him with super, super care. You're dealing with a fragile item. But when you deal with Abraham Avinu, he goes all the way. So I'm going to take this guy another step. That's an important piece of information for every father and mother. Every caring Jew, we care about each other. That we should care just as much, at least we should care just as much for a guy who's a nine as a guy who's a zero. We should care just as much. They both need to upgrade. And if anything... It could be the nine is even more valuable than the zero. So you have to know that because the purpose of life is to create people who are complete. Like we said before, and again, I'll say it, and repeat it again. Taking zeros and making them people is first of all, like Jack just said, zeros can become tens too. That's a reality. And making them into fives is also beautiful. It's also valuable. That's not what we're negating. We are trying to bring a new value into ourselves in realizing the greatness of taking people and making them more complete in their lives. It says, it says, I'll just end off with this. And if you if you're listening and you're shocked by this, say wow, I never I, I never realized it. There's nothing higher than someone reaching the purpose of why he was created. There's nothing higher than that. There's no greater accomplishment than someone who reaches the purpose of why he was made. Everything below that is not going to be as great as that accomplishment. The greatest accomplishment in life is to be Shalem, Shalemut. To be a person who becomes more complete and more complete and more complete. The more complete, the more you accomplish the purpose of why you were created. I will just leave you off with a beautiful Midrash. And I think we can connect to this Midrash. Because I believe when we listen to what was just said, we say, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Okay, that's a good thing. That's why we come to learn. Because you didn't know that. We, we are understanding the view of the world from a much higher place, from the Creator Himself. And we, part of learning, what, what is learning? for? What do we learn? We learn, what is wisdom? Wisdom means to start to think the way God thinks. So obviously, when we come to learn, we might at some points realize, wait, well, I don't think like that. Well, that's why you're learning. So you start changing the way you think. Just like Abraham Avinu, how did he know to go run after the guests? How did he know to go help people? Because he saw the creator, he learned from the creator. If that's how the creator looks at kindness, then that's the way I need to look at kindness. Today, we're learning how the creator looks. At accomplishments of human beings. And accomplished people. And we have to see it that way as well. Now. Look at this Midrash. The Midrash brings a pasuk in Shira Shirim That we say. Every Friday night. He says. If a man will give. If a person will give up all the money of his house in exchange for love, they will belittle him and make fun of him. That's what it says in Shira Shirim. You listening? Don't feel like you're so far out. Shira Shirim is addressing us. He's addressing people like us. How is it addressing us? It's telling us that if we would see, if me and you right now, would see a man that gave up all his money what did he get instead? We see people giving up money all the time. People give up money to buy homes, to buy cars, to buy businesses, to give charity. We see money being spent all the time. Usually... We look at what the person is getting in return. And we say, oh, makes sense. Says, says the pasuk. But if you would see someone giving all his money. Call on Beto. He gave all his money. ahavat. What oh, was he getting in return? Love. Which love he's talking about? He's talking about Ahavat Hashem. The highest level of a human being in this world. Is to live with love of Hashem. Imagine you'd see a guy giving all his money so he can reach the highest level of Ahavat Hashem. The highest level of love of Hashem, which is the highest level of a human on this planet. To live in this world with Ahavat Hashem is continuous and is the most productive. It is the most amazing life. Imagine you see a guy at the counter. Say, "Where are you going?" So I'm giving. I'm writing this check. How much is the check? All of his life savings. Wow. What are you? What are you, what are you buying? He says, "I'm buying. I'm buying that I have an opportunity to have a Hashem on the highest level. So I'm writing a check." You know what everyone in that line is going to do to that guy? What would you do? he would say the guy is mezon, lost his mind. Boz yabuzulo. Boz means they'll belittle him, but not once. Boz, ya'vuzum. It's going to be a constant talk of the town. Did you hear what that guy wrote a check for? He wrote a check to get Ahavah. He wrote a check to someone who's selling Ahavat Tashim. Someone, right? That's not so possible, right? You understand? It's a mashal. But someone, imagine someone would right now be selling you Ahavat Hashem. He says, if you pay and give me all your life savings, you're going to reach this level called Ahavat Hashem, which is the purpose of life. We say it every day in Shema. Shema Yisrael Hashem Eloheinu Hashem Echad. What's the first thing? You should love Hashem. That's the... That, that's what we read every day, two three times, to love, to be in love with Hashem, which requires a lot of study, requires a lot of refinement of character, refinement, it requires a lot of hakarat all. it requires a lot of good to be able to reach a level where you have ahavat Hashem, where you feel Hashem's love and you love Him back. Someone, imagine, someone says to you, listen, I'm going to sell you the highest level of Ahavat Hashem. You say, what's the price? You say, the price is all your earnings that you made in your life. If you write me a check, I'll give you Ahavat Hashem. If someone would see that, they would say, the guy lost his mind. I say, what? You get all your money for Ahavat Hashem. Boz <inaudible> Ya says Shlomo Miller. They will make fun of him. They will say, ridiculous, what are you doing? Now, someone who's willing to do that, by the way, obviously is already a great person. Someone who can even appreciate Ah Ahavat Hashem must be a great person. So they say, I don't understand. You're a beautiful guy. You're doing great things in life. You gave all your money to get to the highest level of Ah Ahavat Hashem. Come on. What are you doing? They'll make fun of him. Oh, says the Midrash, let me give you a story of what this Pasuk is describing. It gives a story. A real story that happened. It says in the Midrash, Rabbi Yohanan ve Rabbi Rabbi Yohanan and Rab Hizda, these two giants, two amazing Talmideh HaKhamim that are written in the Gemara constantly. They were once walking together on the road etzel kerem, and they reached a beautiful vineyard, a beautiful kerem. Amar <clears throat> Rabbi, Rabbi Yohanan turns to Rabbi and says to him, "Ha you see this vineyard? Sheli, mine. Uma chartiv." But I sold it. I was able to get a couple of extra years of learning of Torah by selling the vineyard. So I sold it. They kept walking. They went to the next, they saw another field. Rabbi Hanan tells him, you see that field? Sold it. It was mine. Why you sell it for? He said they got me another few years of learning Torah. This kept going. That vineyard, that field, that building, that house. Rabbi Yohanan keeps showing of all the buildings that he owned, all the real estate that he had, and how he sold them one by one so he could earn himself another two, three, four, five years. He sold one piece of land it supported him for five years so he could learn more. After he showed him so many of these real estate properties. These must have been gorgeous properties. Hithil. <inaudible> Rav Hizda. Lifkot. Rav Hizda started to cry. Ve'amar. <inaudible> and he says. Rabbi. He says. Rabbi my rabbi. Ma hi nahta. Le'ziknatecha. What did you leave. For your old age. You sold all these properties. What did you leave for yourself? (inaudible) Rabbi Yohanan says to him, He says, you're really having a hard time with what I did? It's hard for you to understand. (inaudible) He says, I let go of something that was created in six days, it means the physical world. <inaudible> Torah took 40 days to get the Torah. Took six days to make the world. What's more valuable? He's basically showing him, it's, it's a mashal he's giving him, but he's showing him, he says, you don't understand the value of what I became compared to what I gave up you think I gave up too much to get something in return? Of course, if you see someone giving out his real estate, you say you're a fool. But what you get? What did you get in return? Do you, un- do you not understand? The amount I got in return is so much more than what I gave up. He says, On you it says, If you see someone giving all his money, to get Ahavat Hashem, Ahavta Shel Torah, Boz Yavuzulo. You'll make, they'll make fun. It's talking about you. You're the guy. You're the Boz Yavuzulo. You're the guy who doesn't understand the value of the Torah that I earned, of the love of Hashem that I earned, of the accomplishment that I earned. Who is Boz Yavuzulo? He was sitting here and we're feeling bad that maybe we don't really appreciate spirituality as much as we should. That's what happened today. He came in here and like, oh, wow. I, re- I guess I don't appreciate shlemut. I don't appreciate being a great person like I should. And at least I'm leaving you off that even one of the greatest rabbis in our history is being accused of not e- able to be, of not appreciating shlemut the way that it could be. Listen, we're very far from Rabbi hanan to sell our properties. But you should know there are many day-to-day decisions that we do make. Maybe we're not ready to sell all our properties like a B or a Hanan, but how many decisions do we make? You know, you could go into a certain business, right? You're doing okay. You're making money. Thank God. I told you one time I was to somebody's office. I couldn't believe my eyes. He turned away a deal that would earn him millions of dollars a year more than he's making. He turned it away. And he's telling me about it. I'm like, why did you turn it away? He said, I want to tell you. I come... To my office every day at ten o'clock, I have peace of mind. Baruch Hashem, I'm making money. I'm paying my bills. I don't miss anything. He says this business, if I take it on, is going to make me a lot more money. But I'm going to have to be here at eight o'clock in the morning. He says I'm not ready to sell my two hours in the morning of what I do. I learn. I learn every morning. I'm not selling that to make two million dollars a year. What an, what an unbelievable story! So this doesn't. We don't have to be to be or Hanan to sell all of our property. But yes, we do make decisions very often where we take something that's physical, something that's temporary, and we bargain that against something that is complete and shlemut. And we not not every business deal is a deal that you need to get into. And not every property is a deal you, get, you need to go into. You have to also consider what you might be losing. If something is going to take two hours of your day that you had and you were Becoming a greater person in those two hours. So then maybe it's not worth it. Not not every deal is a deal that's worth it. And it's not only based on the returns. You can't just look at the returns of money. Because there are other things that are affected by our decisions. And we have to know our shlemut. Our shlemut is on the line. We need to always also... The purpose of this class is to change our understanding of the bigger picture in life. Not only about money, that's clear. I know we all say that, but unfortunately we don't live that. It's not about money. It's Not about how many houses you own. It's not about that. You need money, yes. A lot of money, yes. You can do a lot of good things with money, absolutely. You need to feel comfortable in your home, yes. Have a second home, yes. That's not the issue today. We're not trying to belittle money. We're trying to show you, but there's something higher than money. That's the point. Don't walk away and say, oh, everybody said money is not important. I didn't say that. Money is very important. But there's something higher. There's something higher than money. There's something higher than the physical possessions. It's called shlemut, to become a more complete person. That is the highest level of a human being in life. And yes, when you walk around the world, people will make fun and say, what? You gave up a business deal that will earn you millions of dollars because you want to learn extra two hours in the morning? What are you talking about? You lost your mind? What are you doing? You're working your whole life to get this deal. Finally, you got it. But you know what? Pasuk is telling you, just because they make fun, that doesn't mean that they have it right. It just means they're not educated. It means they just don't understand. They don't value it enough. The purpose of this world and our existence is to be shalem to be complete, to rise in wisdom through learning, to rise in character and the way we are, which is also through learning and our behavior. It is to rise as a human being and become complete as much as possible. And yes, anything is worth getting that level in this world. Have a wonderful day.